Hey, Money Bosses! Today we're diving into clients' and listeners' questions, also known as Ask Money Boss, where I answer the most popular questions I get asked a lot by my clients, friends, and all of you listeners on any personal finance-related topics. And the question of the day is, where should I save my access money now? You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but in 21st century, Financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I am Anna Shergunina, and I am excited to be your host. So I get this question a lot, especially now when I sit down with clients to look over their spending. And this year particularly is different, weird, odd doomed. There's all kinds of names for what 2020 is has been so far, like for many of us. But one, one particular area where I think it's definitely benefited lots of people is that our ability to possibly save more money than we were able to do before. And it really all has to do with the fact that we weren't just spending as much over the last seven months during the pandemic unfolding in front of our eyes. So with that in mind, What a lot of people are thinking is that, okay, well, I've accumulated some of the access cash and it's sitting around not doing anything for me. Where should I be saving and where should I be putting? The one challenge we have right now in a current environment is that interest rates are extremely low. Now, it is a good thing if you're looking to borrow money, right? If you're looking to buy a house, the the, the mortgages, right, are practically free, um, and I call them free because, I mean, come on, where are you going to get a rate of 2.5% to 3% uh, for a 15 or 30-year mortgage? So it's unheard of. But what the opposite of that is are the, the actual interest rates, right, that we're going to get on various savings accounts, CDs, and things like that. So it's it does benefit us tremendously in terms of borrowing capabilities and you know, the, the cost of credit, but it does not help us so much uh, in terms of earning a ton of money. Now, what I'm talking about here are short-term savings, right? Maybe short-term, mid-term savings. And what you really want to, to have here is probably more of liquidity factor, right? So you want to be able to liquidate your, um, your savings or your accounts pretty fast. You don't want to have access market volatility. So you don't want stock market particularly, or even bond markets depending on your timeline, but you want to make sure the money is there. So the safety that it's there um, and, you know, you want to make just a little bit of money. So you want to have some some return, right, or what's called yield, but that's not your first consideration. So you should be looking really for a safe place to put your money with a higher degree of liquidity and cost, right? You don't want to pay a lot for, for the cost of these types of investments. So I'm going to give you six options that I may uh, came up with. 
um, where you can kind of start looking into different um, different directions. Okay, so number one, we can look at high high yield savings accounts. These are best for easy access, and if you want to earn a little bit of higher return uh, or yield than, for example, in your checking account. Now, something I use a lot is a resource uh, that allows me to look up um, all kinds of information. I also have a very, very nice blog. Um, that's a site called bankrate.com. And so if you go to bankrate.com, you can actually look up rates for all of these different vehicles that I'm recommending. So for example, high yield savings accounts rates are like really under 1%. They're not, I mean, this is even embarrassing to talk about, but that's the reality of today's today's world. And if you compare it to the checking account where you may currently be you know, keeping your stash, um, checking accounts are like zero. So um, that's already a first starting point. The next option I, I think would be uh, um, something to consider are certificates of deposits or CDs. Now, CDs are great if you have time, if you have timeline, because you're going to be locking in your money for a period of time, right? And so the longer the timeline, the better the rates are going to be. And according to bankrate.com, I think the, the, the highest you can go are about five years. And it looks like we can get, oh, maybe a one and a half percent. Um, for a five-year CD. So you have to look at your timeline and say, all right, do I have five years that I want to lock in my money uh, for, or can I do what's called a ladder? Can I ladder my CDs, meaning you have one CD that matures in a year, next one in two, the following one in three, and so you sort of build a ladder so that way you're not locking in all of your money for a long period of time because the one disadvantage of, of having to break into your CDs is that you're um, you kind of lose um, th that interest rate, right? That you go, you were going to earn or that yield because you're breaking it into it early. So you can create yourself like this ladder uh, to be able to access the money faster. Okay. My option number three are money market accounts. They're very similar to high yield savings accounts. They're also, you can open, open them online. And just to highlight that all of these three options have something called FDIC, uh, FDIC insurance. And so FDIC insurance is a special protection, right, that exists for accounts that are under $250,000. And depending on how you own that account, right, what kind of ownership uh, you hold, because you can own an account with somebody else. And so look up to make sure that the accounts you're opening are with credible banks and they are FDIC insured. So for money markets, those are best. They're very similar to high yield savings accounts, but they're best if you want to have the check writing privileges, right? Because with high yield savings accounts, it's a lot of times you just transfer money back and forth electronically. Um, and with money market, you can have a debit card and a check. So if you really need faster access to the funds, that's one place to go. Okay, my number four suggestion would be treasury bills. And these are for balances of 250,000, right? Remember, we talked about how most of the uh, high yield savings account CDs and money markets have have a limit as far as what the uh, I mean you can have a million dollars sitting in the bank account no problem but you just have to remember that it's not going to be insured so treasury bills um, would be probably something to look at if you have two hundred fifty thousand or more um, and there really are these short term federal federal obligations, right, that have one year of maturity, and a lot of times it's less. And so 
you're still getting a yield with it and you have to look up what the current yields are for these and you have no risk to losing your actual principal, right? So you're always going to guarantee to get your money back. What could fluctuate the actual rates that you're getting. So that's number four. Number five suggestion would be short-term bonds. Now, this would be a good option if you're okay with more risk, right, for the exchange of higher return. And let me explain that. So with the bonds, when we start to get into the outside of savings accounts, checking accounts, money markets, you start to earn a return on your investment, especially or higher return on your investments, especially with the bonds, right? So we started with treasury bills, then we go into the bonds. Bonds work what's known um, in this kind of relationship, and it's called inverse relationship with interest rates. So the actual Prices of bonds, right, go down when interest rates increase, and it works the opposite. When interest rates go down, the prices of bonds tend to go up. Now, that's not so much of a worry particularly, right, and it depends. Like if you go for longer-term bonds or if you go for mid-term bonds, but if you have at least five years time horizon, you probably could add that to your overall stash. And something to highlight for all of you, I think you should all have a variety of these things in your portfolio. It's not you know, a one option fits all. Now, with the bonds, especially short-term bonds or bonds, period, your principal is not protected, right? So, and as I explained, is, is interest rates fluctuate. And so let's say we, we do turn around and the economy starts to improve, interest rates are going to, you know, pick up and, and start to, to go up. Now, I don't know what the timeline of that is, I wish, but that's where you could see that the actual values of your bonds could decrease. And then number six option, right, for those of you who are ready to step into more riskier choices would be obviously to look at the stock market, maybe possibly real estate and other alternative types of investments, real estate, gold, commodities and things like that, right? So if you're looking for long term, if you had to define the timeline of your investments, right, or of your goals, you can actually align these investment choices, with with pretty much all of them. So I wanted to give you these suggestions because I think it's time to think about you are piling up some cash and it's great, but you shouldn't be just letting this money sit around and do nothing. Anytime you have access, think about where would be the best place to put it. And also remember what your goal is for that money. That's going to really help you sort it out which bucket would fit most of this, uh, most of these choices. All right. Let me know what other creative options you came up with. And until next time, remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, money boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to mainstreet-money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.